sorry. I'm sorry we're late. Uh, some exciting news. So Haiti's been here since January. Uh, January, February, March. Um, so we've had him for like three full months. And um, his owner flew in to pick him up. So uh, we were just sitting talking. And time got away from us. So I do apologize. That's why we're starting 25 minutes late. Is, uh, you know, we were just, we were having fun enjoying ourselves. It's beautiful weather. We kept our social distance of a minimum of six feet apart. Well, we have more than that. Um, but we didn't, I'm not going to kick her out. Because I love her. And because, you know, she came here. It's been three months with her not, not being with her dog. So, um, and she didn't get here until around a little before four o'clock anyway. So she was only here for less than two hours uh, and she's fine back out tonight. She said there was a handful of people on, on the flight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so, so one of the dogs went, went home for a month. So we're going to, and Django's being a jerk because <laughs> during that I had him crated up in there and he's still working in there. So you want to come oh. sit by me? Oh, it's okay. She has two in the, in the bag. Um, do you want to come sit by me so we can angle the camera so I don't have to hold it? Okay. Or do you just want to lend moral support? No, you have to get really close. See? It's a small... No, oh, like... I can see... Oh, you... I, I switch. I mean... <laughs> wait, Gypsy's there. She says, wait, don't squish me, Daddy. Apparently, Rich doesn't want to be on camera. I'm trying. No, I'm telling you, you have to get right up beside me. Like, we're in a... Yeah, every like time we're I on move an the airplane. Chair, every time I move the chair, Gypsy, like, squeezes her head right in the middle. Okay, so then it's just me, and Rich is here, so no Rich is here. Well, you know what we could do? Look at this. Look how this works. Just a little bit. Yeah, so now you get half of me in your forehead. Okay, okay, it's going to be you. Just remember I'm here. So no talking about me, because I'm right here. So what are you guys up to now, huh? What are you doing? Week however many of quarantine. Uh, I find this has been hardest on Rich, because Rich is such a people person, and he loves to go shopping all the time for everything whereas i would be happy to never really leave the ranch again except for to go to disney and universal except we need supplies and, so he um, will make any excuse to we need supplies and he'll come back with a slushy and i'm like social distancing and he's like what so hey, hey, yeah hey actually every place is doing really good with social distancing things i mean the people the whole slushy thing yeah um uh, they actually they have snot guards up now no no nothing like that no they, Snot they, guards up on the slushy they put stuff. A, no, they put a table blocking the whole entire thing so nobody could walk up to it. And they have um, people. And sneeze on it. Loves. And they have, um, uh, they have people that say, what would you like? And you say, I would like a uh, slushy. And you go up and uh, or they, they go up, they make it for you. And they get a little napkin and they hand it to you. And, and um, they have gloves on when they do it. And it's really nice. So full service everything is kind of nice. So. So and he likes it, yeah. So that we made up. What did we do yesterday? Shepherd's pie. We made a double batch of shepherd's pie, a Gordon Ramsay recipe, and then we froze one of them. So we used one we we cooked yesterday. We still have over half of it left, unless they've been eating it. And then the other half we put in the freezer in in a big freezy metal pan thing because I had ordered a whole bunch of them a while ago. What are they like? Eleven by seven? I want to say aluminum with the top. So we just wrote on it shepherd's pie. Because if it's frozen, it's going to be a different bake time than if it's thawed. So shepherd's pie. Um, so we have that. We were going to do meatballs today. That didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. If not, we have three packs of our ground beef, which is yay for having a steer in the uh, in the freezer. Makes it a lot easier. A lasagna would be good. Do you have more of those containers? Oh, I have. 
at least 25 more containers. Oh, great. We'll make 25 different things. So Rich is all excited now because it's smart, right? You cook once, you freeze half of it, and then you have two meals by cooking once. Um, we're also starting up a garden. So what the phone is propped up on is our little plastic um, seed starty things. Luke wanted a garden. He wanted a flowers so he can make people happy by giving them flowers. Um, I told him, no, we, we're growing vegetables. Um, so we got tomatoes, two types of tomatoes, cherry and Roma. We got watermelon. We got um, bell peppers. We got carrots. We got beans, lettuce, cucumber, and squash. And then we got herbs. I still need some more. I figured parsley, um, another herb, uh, mint we need. But we need to get some stuff, and then we're going to do raised garden beds. So that's, that's been our fun here. Um, so, of course, Rich is like, I can go to, this, to Lowe's and get the stuff for the raised garden beds. I'm like, you're killing me here, Rich. Um, <clears throat> but what we're going to talk about tonight is PTSD service dogs. So we'll get right into I it. I didn't go anywhere today or he yesterday. Didn't. He didn't. He, he, he deserves a good job, Rich. Okay, anyway. I didn't go anywhere yesterday. Yesterday was pajama day. Do you guys have pajama day? Do you know what that is? Pajama day is the day that after my shower, I put my pajamas back on and I don't go anywhere. It's nice. I try to have a pajama day at least once every other week, but I have not had a pajama day in probably a month. <laughs> and Rich is like, that's not really a thing. And I'm like, it is a thing. Um, so if I went live yesterday, I would have been in my PJs. But it's nice because I wasn't going anywhere and that made sure I didn't go anywhere. Um, PTSD service dogs and psychiatric service dogs, anxiety service dogs. It's good to have flowers in a vegetable garden, too. Yeah, well, that's, I figure, I'll let him pick out some flowers. I don't know what he wants to grow. Um, but if I was going to pick up stuff, I was going to pick up vegetables. Hi, Sue. Hi, Robin. So Robin's my sister, and she has a bird who's super cute. Oh, and, like, her son's super cute, too. But, like, her bird's super cute. Um, PTSD service dogs. Uh, we're dealing with something right now through um, air travel the Air Carrier Accessibility Act, right? They're looking at changing things up for how service dogs are handled, okay? And one of the questions is, you know, should psychiatric service dogs, PSD, psychiatric service dogs, be given the same legitimacy as other types of service dogs, like mobility or medical alert service dogs? And yes, oh, hell yes, they should. Most definitely they should. Um, and the problem is though, there is that stigma about mental health issues and having service dogs for that. Okay. Uh, mental health, there's no difference between having a mental health service dog versus a physical health service dog. Right. Don't you agree with me? What? He wasn't paying attention. He was looking at the goats. No, I'm a... Why would there be a difference between? Why would there be no difference between it? There's definitely a difference. Mental, mental health one. Um, actually, do they do they still act good in public? As far as the service dog itself, do they um, still act good in behavior? You're in, thinking in ESA. It's not they, an ESA. A psychiatric service dog. Do yeah. they do tests? Uh, yep. Okay. Well, if they do the same things, I mean, but the tasks happen to be different, then not really, right? Is the person still disabled? The person still has to be disabled, okay. has to have something that is disabling, right? It can't just be like, I get ingrown toenails occasionally, I get a service dog. It shouldn't be that. That would be medical. <laughs> be medical. But, or, um, you know, whatever else. 
but you need to have, I believe that the psychiatric, and so here's one of the weird things. When we went to California, how many years ago that we flew to California? Was that three years ago? Um, we were asked then if Arrow was a psychiatric service dog. And I said, no, he does medical alert and mobility. And they're like, no, he's psychiatric at the airport. I'm like, no, he's not. He has medical <laughs> alert and mobility. And then behind her, I was going, behind her, I was going, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was going to punch you upside the head. <laughs> no, um, I, that's funny that they thought he was psychiatric. And they, they, they're like not listening to me. Well, because they met you and they're like, okay, I'm sure you think. No, because medical. I look normal. People think I look normal. But no, it's because I look, look, wink, wink, normal, right? So I, I apparently can't have a, um, a medical alert because I, there's nothing wrong with me. In mobility, I was walking, wasn't I? Yep. People are nuts, right? Um, here, um, Karen's on. She says, must be under the treatment of a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. So, yeah, if you're under the care, if, if you're uh, if your psych- psychologist thinks that you would benefit from having a uh, psychiatric service dog or a PTSD service dog or an anxiety service dog, um, and the dog has been trained to behave well out in public, and has been task trained to mitigate your disability. Yes, why not do it? You know, um, and I—it's so weird because I'm the one who fields the phone calls from people, but I get phone calls from people all the time asking if, uh, if if I train psychiatric service dogs. Yeah, we do a lot of them, or if I train for PTSD, or if I train for anxiety, and of course we do. Of course we do. Yes, yes, yes. And honestly. It is a lot easier to train that up, usually, than it is to train up mobility because mobility, you have to wait for the dog to be of age and size to be able to do it with health clearances to be able to do it. And it's easier to do it than the um, scent detection because the scent detection takes so many reps and you have to keep it going and going and going. So I prefer training up the psychiatric service dogs because it's easier. And if it's easier, we're going to get better behaviors. So that is my favorite. So must be referred to a psychiatrist if under a psychologist for the disability diagnosis is what Karen says. Psychiatrist does meds, psychologist does counseling. So that's where, okay, so see, and, and I don't know this stuff. So this is where you guys are fantastic. Larissa said PTSD isn't considered a mental illness. It's a the only disorder listed in the book of psychiatric diagnoses, the DSM, that is considered a natural response to a terrible situation. It's not able to be inherited, etc., like some other mental disorders. Okay. See, you guys, this is fantastic. Share more with the world. Um, so excited for this, guys. Love you guys. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, may need them on the plane more than, than anyway, right? More on a plane than anyway. Says Sue. Uh, if they're trying to help the handler, they should have the same right, says Jennifer. Maria's, hi guys, hi Maria, and little tiny Cooper. Uh, so yeah, you need to have, yeah, apparently I wasn't wearing the sign saying that I am disabled and I have a service dog. And that's part of why it's difficult is I try to be in a chipper mood, not always, but I try. And people just assume that I guess if you have a disability, that you should be like scowling at the world and look angry all the time. I don't usually do that. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. But I usually don't. And I got a nap today, so I'm totally ready to go tonight. 
Uh, so Karen says psychiatric does medical diagnosis under DSM. Yep. So that's why you need a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. You can use both, but to get the service dog, you need um, psychiatrist. And you need to have something saying that your doctor, that your psychiatrist thinks that you would benefit from having a service dog. Maybe even to help you with this, that, and the other, right? Uh, Long-term, more psychologist than psychiatrist. You see more psychologists than psychiatrists. Okay. So you guys, thank you for that information. Because um, that's, that's big, right? You need to know that. Can it help you? Well, I mean, first dogs do help you, yes. But it can't just be, my dog makes me happy. That's not a legit reason to have a service dog, and that's not a task. Your dog's task cannot be, um, he makes me happy, okay? It can't be that. It has to be a legitimate, legitimate task. So if your dog, one of the things that will train, okay, um, for the anxiety, hold on, we have a guy with a very small penis driving by in his very big ass truck. It's very loud. Which is how I know the first thing's true. Okay. So, we, um... You, you, is, that, is that a key? If, a key. if your truck's super loud? Yes. With giant tires, and it looks like... Then yes. The only thing that was missing from what I didn't see is balls hanging off the back end of it. Yeah. And it would have been perfect. So, too many decorations, and you're in trouble. Right? You are. You're very much in trouble. Uh, so, what, what tasks do we train up for um, psychiatric service dog umbrella? There's a bunch of them that we've trained. So if you have some, add them to the list as I'm talking here. A medical alert, medical retrieval, okay? Um, we could do those. We've done the block, which is stand in front of you and block people from coming up. Um, a cover, which is stand behind you and prevent people from coming up. Uh, watch my back, which is sit and look that way so people don't come up to you. Uh, get me out of here, like a guide out of the environment. Get me to the car, get me to a seat, get me to, to uh, the bathroom. Uh, we've done those. We've done an excuse to leave a situation. So say crowds can be a little bit overwhelming. What you can do is, uh, for example, this is one of my favorites. And I'm like, I don't know how much it's actually a task, but it's um, pick up the leash and hand it to you. Right. I think it's just so cute when a dog will pick up the leash and gives it to you. So so you have that. Well, that could be Oh, my dog has to go potty. Excuse me. Excuse to leave a situation there, guys. Uh, here, a rifle rack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I didn't see one there, but he was going pretty fast. So. Uh, watch my six. Yeah, watch my six. Um, so I did a picture last time we were at Walmart. I know you're supposed to have one person at Walmart, and it was both of us and a service dog. <gasps> That's okay. So What do you mean one person at Walmart? Oh, they only really want one person per family to leave the house now. Oh, really? Yep. You mean, I, I haven't heard that rule. Yeah, it came out yesterday. We were there a couple days ago. Uh, so we, we had I done the picture. I wonder how long it's going to be until, like, the National Guard is standing in front of Walmart just checking your papers. Your papers? Papers? Your papers. Okay. You have to have a letter from your doctor saying that you're the, the healthiest one in the household and who can leave. Which would mean apparently Gypsy's going to go get all the groceries from here on out. <laughs> um, Sam grabs the leash and pulls. Yeah, yeah. So you can do those uh, because you can't, you can do circling, right, to, to keep people away. So here's one of the problems with the block, the cover, the circling, the watch my six is 
people are always going to be drawn to you if you have a service dog and they're going to come up and ask you questions about it going to happen so you have to weigh especially for the psychiatric service dogs i think this is a big one you have to weigh would it help or hinder me more okay would it help me more to have a service dog or would it hurt me more to have a service dog because people will come up um deb for example deb has ms we've talked about deb before deb's been on here before um i know one of the reasons she got loki was to have more contact with people you know, um, because it, disabilities can sometimes feel very isolating and she wanted to have a bridge to help out with that. So that's one of the reasons she got Loki, right? Sue so says she has her groceries delivered. I'd Deliver. like to have my groceries delivered. No one delivers Does out Walmart here. Deliver? Um, they do, but they don't deliver out here. And then Publix, I don't know if they deliver or not. We try to do the pickup, the grocery pickup, but sometimes I forget things on the list. Sam stands facing me with his back to the crowd. That's perfect. And that could even be like a grounding task because you're focused more on him than you are the rest of everything else that's going on, right? Which is huge, which is needed a lot. Oh my gosh, is it windy? There's like these, because we're on so much sand, like all this sand dust storm comes by. And it hasn't rained in so long too that everything's so dry. Yep. Um, meet them. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So hopefully they wouldn't now one of the things i've noticed is hades the black poodle i'm um, hades the black poodle like very few people would come up to me and people would see us see me in hades and i'm not going over there is he gonna bite me just because he's a black poodle so if you don't want people coming up to you honestly look at getting a black poodle um doberman doberman have health issues doberman have a lot of health issues Okay, which is why Candy has two more health tests that she has to go. And why we're going to be breeding her is the vet, vets love her. And they're very much impressed with her. And so far, her health testing has been gorgeous. So that's what we want. Not just because she's pretty and she listens well, but because her health testing. Um, most Dobermans, not most, but a lot of Dobermans have issues. They have health or temperament issues. Um, poodles, it's a little bit different. Now, here's a problem with poodles is a lot of them have to be spayed or neutered before they leave because of the doodle population, right? So breeders will sometimes spay and neuter beforehand. So you need to be aware of that. Maybe a black lab. You know, I would get, if I didn't want people to come up to me, I would get black. You know, people are weird. Um, my Doberman people don't come up to me. The black poodle people don't come up to me. The golden everyone comes up to me. The, uh, the Malinois people come up to me. Like, what the heck? Um, here, Brittany says, I've been fortunate enough to not really be bothered or challenged with my psychiatric service dog. I've only had one person try to pet her but I've had more positive experiences than negative. That's awesome, Brittany. I'm really happy to hear that because I know it can be an issue. Uh, we were at, Karen and I and a friend were at uh, Universal last year. Um, they have their Mardi Gras parade and the crowd was just over. Um, people behind us were drunk already and they were like hanging over our shoulders, um, hanging off our backs. And so the friend that we were with, we got their dog into position in a block because we haven't taught that yet or no it's a cover we hadn't taught cover yet um the dog had a very good block but didn't have cover so we got the dog there and it, it wasn't really stopping people so so the person actually had to leave because it was it was too much so i've seen firsthand 
some of the problems and not that she had a service dog. Thank goodness. I'm sorry that this person had a service dog. Thank goodness this person had her service dog with her. But, you know, there is a huge need for it. And as I talk to people about it, there is a huge need for psychiatric service dogs. And the fact that most organizations, most trainers will only do it if the person's a veteran is whacked up, man. That's nutty. Karen says it's raining in Gainesville. Oh, good. Good. Maybe it'll rain here. Um, Brittany says, my girl definitely keeps me more focused, which helps my anxiety. Yeah, that grounding is so huge. Um, Bree asks, is there a specific amount of tasks that you want your dog to perform? Bree, you just opened a giant can of worms. Worms everywhere. The number of tasks. So ADI, Assistance Dogs International, ADI, says three tasks. So the dogs need three tasks. In the ADA and anything else, it just says um, task or work or tasks or work. So multiple tasks is tasks, right? Tasks or work that the dog has been trained to perform. So technically two. Now, if you have a dog who will do, say, seizure alert or diabetic alert, right, which is really cool if they could do that, must they do three tasks? Well, how technical do you want to get? If a diabetic alert dog alerts for low sugars and high sugars, is that two tasks or one task? Technically, it's two tasks. And then retrieve the medical bag. Say they don't retrieve the medical bag. Are they still a service dog? Of course they are. Um, Gypsy, Candy, and Django all do different things to help me out. Gypsy is too short for mobility. But she picks up anything that I drop so I don't have to bend over, get dizzy, and end up passing out. Does that make her a mobility dog? Technically. Um, She has... Her alert needs to be worked on, but she has a very good response and recovery. Does she qualify? Yes. You know, she is. She loves to pick up anything that I drop. She'll get underneath my legs to, to raise them if needed. <clears throat> She'll lay down beside me and help me come back to normal, right? Three things that work out really good. Is that all that I need? No, because Candy will do forward momentum pull, counterbalance. She'll do some guide work. She'll do the brace. She does more of that. Candy doesn't pick up things for me yet. It's something that we need to actually get working on. Um, Because Candy should be able to do that. Django, uh, we're working on the pickup and the retrieves. Um, He's doing, he'll do medical alert. Candy will do medical alerts too. Um, But Django's really good with his alerts so far. Um, And he's 13 months old now. So we've started doing some very light mobility work with him. So every dog's different on what it is. So there's no specific tasks that if you have three tasks, it's a service dog and two tasks and it's a pet dog. You need what I tell people, Brie, is you need one good task to consider your dog a service dog. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never going to train them anything else. You definitely can still keep training your service dog, even if they have one good task. Train him even if he has five good tasks. When does learning end? Whenever you're dead. For you and your dog, right? Learning will keep going as long as you have the dog. And your dog's always learning either what to do or what not to do. But your dog is always going to be learning. So what I tell people is this. Use Google. Use YouTube. Write down every task that you think will help you. Okay? Write down everything. Everything, everything, everything. When you get that done, go through and write them on the list. Number one is, oh my God, this would change my life. And then the last one is, it'd be cool if he did this, but I don't really need it. 
okay? And then you want to kind of group them in how you, you can teach your dog. You know, for example, mobility, I start them with a stand. I start them with positions, but you don't put weight on the dog until their, their um, growth plates have closed. You know, anywhere from one to two. People will tell you two, just to be on the safe side. Um, but you don't want to push a dog. So you're not going to do mo- like weight-bearing mobility on a nine-month-old dog. It's not going to happen, right? It's not safe. It's not healthy for them. Um, so does that mean that you're not going to train your dog until he's two years old? Heck no. You need to train him up ahead of time between basic, advanced, and off-leash training. Service dog skills, like under, right? That's a skill. That's not a task. Um, service dog tasks. So why wait until the dog's a year and a half or two years old to start mobility whenever you can start him younger than that and work on other things? Hence the scent work with Jenga. When he was three months old, we were doing scent work with him at three months. That's one of the reasons why he's very good at alerting, right? He learned at three months old. Look at the two of them walking together. Gypsy and Zoe were walking together side by side. It was so cute. Um... That's why he learned from the get-go, smells mean something, and this different smell means something. Now, your different smell means something. Um, I test, Karen says, I tests were canceled this year at UFET. So they have, um, who is it, AVCO, the iPlace, will do free exams every year for service dogs in April. Yeah, they're canceled this year. We got the email out from IAADP, which is the International Association of Assistance Dog Partners. They sent out an email today saying that it was canceled, um, which I've never done it. I was going to do it last year, but I did her actual health, or her actual eye test last year. So I was going to do it this year, but it looks like I'm not. So that's sad. Um, Sue says, don't get a golden doodle, right? Especially Sammy. Sammy is a magnet for people coming up and talking. Um, Brittany says, people always exclaim about my husky. Not a breed I would recommend, by the way, but mine works for me. Some people think she's a wolf. So Brittany, my very first service dog that I trained, I found her. She was a red husky with blue eyes, red and white, right? Cinnamon with blue eyes. I found her out in the park. Luke was a year and a half. A year, year and a half, somewhere around there. Found her out in the park with my sister. And we caught her. It took about an hour or so to catch her. Caught her. Brought her home. Trained her up. Books and VHS tapes. Because this was the early 2000s. And this is before I did e-collar training. So that the one thing that this dog never learned was a really good recall. So if, she, if you dropped the leash, she would take off. When we take her to dog parks to let her run, because we didn't have fenced in yards at the time... Um, we would, I had a four foot short leash that was her dog park leash. So I would just leave it on her. She'd run around and I'd step on it as she ran by at some point, And that's how we got her home. But sometimes she'd get out and she'd take off. And this is why one of the reasons I don't recommend Huskies as service dogs is first, I live in Florida where it's hot and it's just not fair to Huskies in Florida. My Husky hated the summer. The wintertime, I couldn't get her in the house. She loved to just be outside on the concrete because it was cooler. Um, but she would take off and I'd hear people, oh my God, there goes a wolf. And that's how I knew which direction she was going. But their first love is to run. It is not to help you out. So Gypsy's right here, right in front of me, licking me, licking my wrists and getting pets. If, if I would pass out right here and she wouldn't be on a leash, or if I would pass out, not right here, if I pass out in the middle of Disney, Gypsy's going to stay right with me. She's not wandering off. 
If I would have had Boo and passed out in the middle of Disney and dropped the leash, she would have taken off. Right? So I don't ever recommend Huskies as service dogs because that wanderlust. Right? There are some breeds I don't recommend for service work. Uh, Michelle says, I'm looking at a poodle and hopefully I'll get a black. My breeder is working with me on letting me wait until my pup is just over a year old. With Oliver the Rottweiler, he was a magnet for attention. You know, and that's so funny to me because people are so, um, they love Rotties and they can love Dobermans. And I'll have people come up and tell me how much they love the Doberman. But that's one thing with Hades. I have not had people come up to me and tell me how much they love Hades. Usually, usually. I mean, we will get people who come up and, you know, compliment the training. But um, those Rotties and Dobermans, like people who like them are a cult and <laughs> not a tiger cult. Um, Sammy wants to keep learning. Yeah, cardiac alert. Yeah, you can do. So if, if stress, what would that be? Oh, I was just saying it earlier. Like the stress hormone stuff. If that spikes and that leads to something for psychiatric service dogs, you should be able to, to do that for detection. Sometimes it's more natural. If your dog has a natural alert, for the love of God, because your dog paws at you at eight weeks old does not mean that your dog's doing a natural alert, guys. And then three hours later, I got a headache. It's not a natural alert. Stop it. You're not doing anyone any good um, by making up these stories. It's an alert if you can prove it. And you have to train it. So then you know what you're training for. So we had candy with us. Um, Karen and I had candy at our... I'm going to take care of... At Silver School uh, in November. Okay, so candy was with me. Candy was really obnoxious one day. And she kept pawing at me. Didn't think anything of it. Told her to knock it off. When I look afterwards at my heart rate on my Apple Watch, my heart rate was going crazy during the time she was pawing at me. Right? There. That's pretty cool. Uh, Django, we had him at Magic Kingdom in, I think it was October with Karen. I, it was his first time with the wheelchair at Magic Kingdom. And he uh, he kept trying to jump into my lap. There were a couple times, because we went to Magic Kingdom, then we, went, we took the um, monorail over to Epcot. Uh, so Karen could get her coasters for going four times to Epcot. And, uh, and so we go over there and, and just like I said, like maybe three or four times, Django was just being an utter butt and trying to climb into my lap and while I'm in the push wheelchair, because this is before I got my electric one. And we found out afterwards again, like it was these certain times and looked and my heart rate was spiking. So it's something I try to remember if a dog's acting like a total butt to check and see if my heart rate is spiking. What are they feeding off of? I don't know, but I'm going to take it and run with it, you know? Um, if I'm getting samples, I might set it up. Now, here's the problem. As far as I know with an Apple Watch, you can only do it if it's above a certain range, above 100 beats per minute or whatever for 10 minutes. You, Because it's supposed to let you know that you're in the zone for when you work out, not that bad things are a coming. So my heart rate can get up 160, 140s, um, and it shouldn't. <laughs> for multiple times, my doctor was very concerned. Um so it'd be nice if I could set it to let me know if it goes above 130. Because with what I do, it shouldn't be going above 130. Um, but right now it doesn't do that. If there's a separate app that you know of that would let me do that, please let me know. Uh, Larissa says, a good service dog that loves to work along with a good handler will never want to stop learning. That is so true, Larissa. Not only that, but with the um, with Nipopo, 
it's fun to train, right? So, so you're done training and you're like, but I don't want to stop training. <laughs> Luckily, I have multiple dogs. Okay, Nicole asks, guide dogs mostly do one task, which is guide. How do they qualify for ADI? They're guide dogs, Nicole. They're untouchable. No, I think it, it might be go forward and stop and then start up again. Maybe those are the three tasks that they train. Or go forward, stop, and turn, maybe. Because if we're going to do diabetics as a low and a high, I think we could probably do guide dogs as turn left, turn right, go forward, and stop as four separate tasks. At least that'd be my guess. Um, here, Larissa says they do more than guide. They find stairs, exits, chairs, tables, a person that they know. They get their gear. The list goes on. There you go. Um, Karen says guide dog tasks are many. Uh, and then she posted more here. Let's try to get that bigger. Oh, my gosh, Karen. Yeah, Karen was having fun. Copy and paste in this. Obstacle avoidance. Navigate around stationary obstacles like a lamppost, parking meters, pillars. Navigate around hazards like open manhole and deep potholes. Navigate around low-hanging obstacles like awnings or tree branches to avoid collision. Avoid moving objects like bicycle people, strollers, shopping carts, wheelchairs. Uh, leash guiding around obstacles indoors or outdoors for a short distance. Intelligent disobedience, as in refusing a command to go <laughs> forward. Bless you. Into the road if there's oncoming traffic or intersecting traffic in the team's path. Train to halt abruptly rather than collide with the vehicle that intersects the team's path when it enters the intersection during the team's crossing. Signal changes in elevation. A halt or sit to indicate every curb. Halt to indicate descending stairs at the top of a flight of stairs, halt to indicate steps up into a building or patio area, halt to warn of the edge of the subway or train platform, halt to warn of approach to edge of cliff, ditch, or other outdoor drop-offs, halt when confronted by a barrier such as a construction site, intelligent re disobedience, refuse a command to go forward if there's a drop-off. Karen, can you email this to me because this is really good. Locate objects on command. Oh, we're almost done here, so... Find exit from a room, indicate doorknob, find elevator bank, find specific entrances or exits, find empty seat, bench, or unoccupied area, find customary seat in a particular classroom, follow a designated person such as a waiter to a restaurant table, a clerk to an elevator, etc. Locate spe specified designations such as store in the mall, hotel room, or home uh, from a distance. Uh, Deb says, just to clarify, she has secondary progressive MS, and one day I'll be a full-time wheelchair user and not capable of everyday activities. Right now I use a cane and walker. Loki delivers my shoes, opens and closes doors, and many more tasks. When you use a cane or assistance device, people look past you. With a service dog, they see you as a person. And that could be a problem, especially with people with PTSD. It depends on your disability. You know, Deb, I'm going to pause for my reading right there. That's so true. There's even differences depending on your medical equipment. So when I was in the push wheelchair, <clears throat> Amazon for 100 to $150, the normal push black wheelchair, the plain one that I had, people looked at me like I was dirt, right? And you got to figure from somebody who's 6'2 to somebody who has to sit, I saw butts. I saw butt cheeks hanging out. I saw poop stains. It was not fun. When I got my electric chair, now everybody talks to me. Now other people in wheelchairs talk to me. Now people will come up and talk to me, especially with the service dog. Without the service dog, basically just wheelchair people talk to me, whereas before they shunned me. Even if they had the same exact wheelchair I had, they shunned me. But with my electric chair, I always get the nod, the smile, the, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. 
Um, so, you know, do you want that? Do you want that? Do you want to be invisible? If you want to be invisible, grab a cane, you know? Uh, Larissa said a great, and, and yeah, yeah, I didn't mean um, that Loki only was given to Deb because, you know, she, she wanted to have that bridge. Um, you know, her whole intention was always to train him up as a service dog because of um, things that need to be done. But I know that was one of the reasons why, you know, she went with the golden too, is because they're super cute. Larissa said a great task for PTSD is breaking up a panic attack and grounding you. I taught Finn that and it's now one of his favorite tasks and it's so helpful. Yeah, yeah, that grounding is so huge and it helps out in so many different situations. Um, we just flew to Missouri and back for um, Rich's Silver School a couple weeks ago and I don't fly well. I really don't. As much as I want to say I fly well and I'll fly everywhere, I hate flying. I don't feel good whenever I fly. Um, last time I flew to North Carolina with uh, Karen in October, I thought I was going to die. It was so bad, and I had candy with me then. I had Gypsy with me last time, and it helps because it gives me something to focus on. So I'll call them up, they'll get into my lap, and I will just focus on them instead of the fact that I can't breathe, I can't move. I hurt so bad all over. So, yeah, that grounding is so big. So don't forget, too, there's a difference between deep pressure therapy, hugs, kisses, and grounding. There are four separate tasks. And you just heard how guide dogs can be broken up into a whole bunch of different tasks. So, so can everything, okay? Um, medical alert, response, recovery. Those are three separate tasks tasks. Now, most time people just say medical alert because it's easier than medical alert response and recovery. Or maybe people just don't know that you need to have all of them. I don't know. Blake says everyone thinks Avalon's a Malinois. She's a little pocket rocket Malinois. Um, Susan says also helps refocus or change your focus. Yep, it does. And that is such a big thing. Um, Jennifer says I used to sled with Huskies and then did rescue for the breed. Recall is not really in their foray at all, right? It's not. It's their least favorite thing to do. It'd be like having a protection trained golden retriever, right? To have a Husky who loves to come. And that's, I'm sure, how we ended up with Boo, our Siberian Husky. She was just running and she's like, oh, huh, where am I? <laughs> Miles from home. Cortisol, that's what it is, Karen. That's what it is. Um, Brittany says, one of mine is great off leash with e-collar and goes hiking all the time. The other two are working on their recall all through our rescues. So <laughs> my Husky was dead before I got into doing, not because she got hit by a car or anything, but before I got into e-collars because I thought that e-collars were the devil's tools and I would never one of those, use one of those evil torture devices. Even though I used a prong collar on her, I must've just been a shitty trainer. No, prong collars rock, e-collars are even better. And anyone who limits, especially like that, will end up with a dog who never has a good recall. So could you? Usually, if your dog has a lot of pack drive, which is a desire to be part of the pack, usually if they have um, a lot of pack drive, they're better with recall than if they have a lot of prey drive. Think greyhounds, right? Or um, one of the other drives, right? So my... my um, my first shepherd, my German shepherd, Jedi, she took off after a deer. We were out tracking and then I let her off leash to run. It was not fenced in. She did not have an e-collar. This was pre-e-collar. And she took off after a deer. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to see her again. Half-heartedly, Jedi, come. 
my God, she came back to me. Because her pack drive was so strong. And we had done so much training that she did it. But that was pre-e-collar. So it can happen. Just some breeds, it's just not as likely to happen as others. Here, Sam did similar for you at my party. Yeah, so Sue had a fantastic party. A, uh, a really good party in uh, December. And we didn't bring any of my service dogs because I was going to help her out with Sammy there. And um, I got him because, of course, I'm going to grab the dog, right? Uh, so I, I took Sammy and, and he was alerting to me. And so I like to check afterwards to see how they're doing. And it was doing great. Um, we had another one. I'm trying to remember who it was that we were talking. Was it Finn, Larissa? But we were talking. One of the dogs just kept jumping into my lap and I checked and yep. It was getting up there. So, you know, I spend a lot of time with the dogs that I train. Um, that's why for the dysautonomia and the POTS dogs, I can usually get them alerting without any scent samples. Um, just by teaching them that scent means something and then being around me. And the, a lot of them naturally pick it up and, and do it, which is pretty awesome. I'm not saying it happens with everyone or that's how you should train because you need to proof your dog. I am saying you need to proof your dog. You need to get those scent samples. You need to use those scent samples. But I put off very good hormones. <laughs> um, Larissa said, Sam's an amazing boy. I adore him. He's such a good boy. He really is. Yeah. Um, Nicole says, with that, I could have any number of tasks for Doc. He's training guide work like a guide dog. I say guiding is one task and blocking is his other. Yep. Uh, Karen says, yes, what are you reading from, Nicole asked. Karen had posted something up on there. Uh, yeah, message from Karen. Oh, Deb says there's a tornado warning in Jacksonville. Oh, and in Gainesville, Karen says. I have no idea. Oh, Look wow. up and see if we have a tornado warning. Pull up your weather app. Because okay. right now, let me show you the sky. You see the sky? Blue. Nice. Oh, it says rotate your phone. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful here. I mean, a little gray cloud's coming in now, but blue, white, puffy clouds. Um, Shira says Aiden does the grounding and alerts to panic attacks plus other stuff. Yep, so yeah, you could do those. Uh, Karen says she's got to go to work. Lucy will be tested tomorrow. Due to the delay in the test coming, it's overnight by FedEx. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. That's why. Okay. Um, so Lucy's studying hard for her test to see if she will, um, if she's preggers. So we should know, hopefully, Zoe, stop it. We should hopefully know tomorrow if Lucy is pregnant and if we are expecting puppies. If we're expecting puppies, um, some of them will likely be sold to people um, as uh, service dogs or pet dogs. And then uh, if people want to work with us as well, that's going to be a possibility. And we look forward to doing that through Hope. Hope is only working with Hope puppies. Okay. Here's the difference between Hope and Dream Dogs. Dream Dogs, I will work with you. It doesn't matter how... Well, it does matter. Um, but depending your dog's age, your dog's breed, whatever, Hope is only working with Hope puppies. So if you have puppies and you want to donate one to Hope, we have requirements that must be met. Take if you want to owner train your dog and use hope you can do that if you want to get a fully trained service dog you can do that it will take a lot longer but that's what hope is doing if you have a dog already or if you're getting a dog already and it will be your dog and you need help that's what dream dogs is okay so hope puppies that's what karen's talking about is lucy is our golden retriever and sue has to leave too goodbye sue goodbye karen 
So tomorrow, guys, we'll be announcing whether she's preggers or not. Oh, we've got medium red. Everyone, uh, like... Jackson, What's this medium red mean? Severe threat ramping up. I haven't watched the video. Moisture. Hopefully we'll get rain. We need oh, it's, rain. It's 82, and it says it feels like 86. It actually feels like 75. It is 82. Am I watching that stuff? Um... Ashira says Aiden has an excellent recall, but it took a lot of work and bribery. <laughs> and a super pink moon is coming soon. So that was one of the problems that we had with Gyps, is I didn't introduce her to econ until she was five and a half months old and she was going after my chickens. I should have introduced her to it earlier. So with Django, he was on e-collar by the time he was two and a half months old. I was starting him on e-collar. Uh, and... I needed it for gold school when he was three months old. So I wanted him to have started with it, but it depends on how you use it too. So if you don't want to use a lot of threats and bribery, e-collar is totes the way to go. See, we're definitely in the pink. Yes, we are. Good, hopefully we'll be getting rain. Yeah, it was Finn, okay. He's an ace at POTS alert. So that, Larissa, I'm finding is a lot like the diabetic alert where they'll alert to whatever, right? So one of the jokes that we do with the diabetic alert dogs is if your dog starts alerting on someone else, it could be that their sugar's wonky even if they don't know it yet, right? Same thing now with the pots. So see, you can, uh, you can lease them out. <laughs> Michelle says, I had a lab collie cocker spaniel that did the same thing. I called her back from chasing a deer. That's awesome. Yeah, when stuff like that happens, God, I was on cloud nine for about a week afterwards. I was so happy. Uh, Larissa says Finn also alerts to my mom's low blood sugar. He was never formally taught that. He's just in tune with the scent. Yeah. No. Corey says with Dream Dogs. What do you mean, Corey? I didn't see the rest of anything that you wrote here. Yeah. So Dream Dogs are hope. You know, um, that's how we train um, because it's awesome to train dogs. So, what questions do you guys have? PTSD, psych, anxiety. I like the anxiety ones. I like the PTSD. I like working with the service dogs that we do because there is such a huge need for it. Um, tasks, the sky's the limit, right? Like there's so many things that you can do um, task-wise with your service dog. Um, now say... Take. I... Good boy. Thank you. I'm not diabetic. Good. Okay, which I'm not. I'm not diabetic. But I trained up my dog to do diabetic alert. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. You can train up your dog to do anything you want them to do. But that would not be a task. It wouldn't be a task for you. For me. For your service dog. Um, it wouldn't be a task for me or, or, or my service dog. Um, now, if Rich is diabetic and I'm not, maybe that could be a task whenever he works with the dog, right? Or your, I'm so not your diabetic, dog. Though. He's not oh. diabetic. So my mom is. Oops. Sorry about that. The wind just blew. Here, I'll show you. Those are the little tomato things, and one of the plastic things just flew. Flew at me and knocked the phone over. Um, so, yeah, your, your task has to mitigate your disability. What does mitigate mean? It means make better. Okay, don't put a rock on it. Yeah, I guess you should, actually, if it's going to be raining. I'm not too heavy. I don't want to wreck it or anything. But... He has half bricks. Uh, uh, I would see if you can get something different. Or can you tape it? Can you go get some masking tape and tape it? Tape would probably do good. I'm smart like that. Or we can bring them in the house tonight if it's going to be raining. Um, so it has to mitigate your disability. So if I don't have any problems with mobility, I'm not going to train them up as a mobility dog, maybe. Or maybe I do. Maybe it's something that I might need in the future. 
right? So you have to think about that too. Uh, you know, where is it going to be at in the future? What is your disability going to be doing in the future? I think every, uh, every service dog needs to be trained with um, mobility devices because you don't know what your disability is going to do in the future. And granted, I know a lot of people with POTS and dysautonomia and they end up in a wheelchair. So you might as well start your dog working in a wheelchair from the get-go, you know? Um, Corey says, PTSD, I disassociate lots. Do you have any information on finding financial aid? Nope. No information on finding financial aid for it. Um, we do have payment programs, so you can check out Dream K9, D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number 9.com. Um, we have that, or if you live in the state of Florida, you can look at hopeservicedogs.org. Or if you'd like a well-bred, oh my God, Gypsy's bringing it to me. Can I have? Thank you, Gyps. You're such a good girl. And then that goes over there. That's going to be tomatoes. I love her. She's the best. So she's a golden retriever and she likes to retrieve. So that's going to be a good task. Honey, it flew over by the climb over there and Gypsy walked over and got it. Go. She's the best. She's the best. And she's so happy now. Um... So yeah, um, Corey, yeah, if you live in the state of Florida, check out Hope Service Dogs. We only cover the state of Florida. If you wanna buy a, a service dog to, or, or a puppy service dog prospect, um, you can do that through Hope as well. Even if you don't live in the state of Florida, you just have to come down here to pick up the puppy. Um, and then we work through Dream Dogs with people from all over. We have three different programs. The cheapest price is $97 a month for a year, gives you access to our online course to progress it at your own rate. Um, and then we have one that includes a whole bunch of more things, including private sessions and then the, the kitchen sink one, um, which is really reasonably priced, guys. I try to keep my prices really reasonable for everybody uh, so we can help more people. Uh, Shira says, I use Aiden to herd my chickens. He keeps looking back at me like, really? Where's my stick mom, right? Oh, Rude loves to herd the chickens. Uh, Jennifer says, now I have, I have not a mental issue, but I try my dog to do both block and cover is I use the front to keep him, a small service dog, safely in front of me and the behind to keep people from getting right up as I need, um, as I can get dizzy and sometimes I need to take a step back while waiting in line, etc. due to pots and dysautonomy. Is that okay? Would the rear be considered a task? So let me look at this again. The front to keep him safely in front of me. So that's not a task. That would be a skill. Um, you also, Jennifer, you should teach center, which is um, you stand with your legs apart and your dog is between your legs, okay, and under. Um, and lap if it's a small service dog. Um, and you get dizzy and need to sometimes take a step back. It probably considered a weak task just because it's not something that you need need. Um, it's just something, you know, nice to have. Um, because, you know, the other thing too is you need to take a step back. You want to make sure you don't step on him. Um, but that's just my take on it. Uh, Corey says they already have a Cavushan, who's a year old. So yeah, that'd be through Dream Dogs then, Corey. So yeah, look up Dream Canine. You can message me through there if you want to. Um, we have a, a message and you can check out the programs and stuff. Michelle says Mac will do that. He loves to bring me anything. All right, it's the best thing when they do that. Uh, so one of the things that my dogs know, one of the things that I train up is deep pressure therapy. Um, Gypsy doesn't do it all that much just because she's short-legged. Um, and it's just not as comfortable for her. Django loves it. Um, Candy likes it. No, they're going to have to go in the house tonight. That tape's not sticking. 
Um, Even this tape isn't sticking? Yeah, I've, I've had to put that back twice now. Okay, the other one just fell off on its own. Yeah. So um, we'll do deep pressure therapy, and I was at a, a workshop with another trainer, and the trainer, my dog was doing it, it was Candy. She was doing deep pressure therapy. And the trainer looked at me, and she says, why is your dog doing that? And it turns out, sometimes I don't know why I do things, and then I do them, and I'm like, ah, that's why, uh, is I'm supposed to wear basically spanks from my ribs to my knees, except I pass out, I get too hot, and I have IBS, and I'm not wearing spanks that are hard to get on and off. So having that compression across my lap and up against my stomach because of how they lay helps um, prevent blood from pooling in that area, which I didn't know about until I was talking to Dr. Trevino about it. So why do I train deep pressure therapy for my POTS and my dysautonomia clients is to help them with that and so I, I told I told the trainer that she said that is so interesting she says I'm sorry if it was a rude question but like I had to know um, because most people assume that the the deep pressure therapy is a, um, a mental uh, disability task whereas I am using it for a physical disability task so I could also train that hugs I could train the kisses maybe I'm gonna train kisses which is you know lick me give me kisses to help pick up um, any changes in cortisol or any changes in sugar, anything in sweat that's coming out. Maybe I'm going to do lick as a way to keep me grounded and as a medical alert and response. So just because something's commonly associated with one task, for example, Nicole was saying about guide for, for blind people, right? Well, Nicole's not blind. Why does she teach guide? Well, because it doesn't have to just be for guide. Now, I, I told you before, guys, I did have a woman who <clears throat> reached out to me years ago from another state. She wanted me to train up a dog for her daughter who's blind, who's legally blind. Well, legally blind doesn't mean this, that they can't see anything in the world's pitch black to them. Sometimes they can see shapes. Sometimes they can see distances. Sometimes they can see colors. Like, it's a whole world of, of things. It's just that they're legally blind. Okay. So she, and I told her I don't train guide dogs. And she goes, well, we don't need a guide dog. Okay. Well, what do you need? Well, what do you train? And I said, well, you know, here are some things that will train, like pick up things. Well, yeah, my daughter needs a dog to pick up things for her because she's blind. She's always dropping things. I'm like, no, I'm still not going to. I don't feel comfortable doing it. And then you telling people that Dream Dogs trained a, a dog, a service dog for my blind daughter to pick things up because she drops things all the time. And they'll say, why didn't they train her to guide? Because I don't train guide dogs to do that. Now I'll do it for the forward momentum pull, for the counterbalance. I can teach them right and left. Like there's a lot that I'll play with with my own personal dogs, but I'm not going to play some with, with a blind girl. Right? Like, so, so while tasks can cross and, and I have done some guide work stuff, I'm not, I'm not going to promote that I'm doing guide work. Um, Jennifer says, thanks. So it's okay that he does those behaviors. He knows when to hustle out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Um, as long as, yeah, yeah, I just don't want you falling on him. Because I know whenever you get dizzy, you're just kind of like, boom, sometimes. Uh, Shira says, you provide a list of tasks to train for the dysautonomia. Uh, the dysautonomia MCAS EDS trio. I have a giant list of tasks um, that I work with with clients. Uh, it's part of the service puppy workbook. So it's in the online course and they can download that and go through it and we'll go over it. And I tell them too to go through and figure out because it's part medical alert and part mobility. Um, just some of them that we'll do. 
here Jennifer says she has dysautonomia and EDS as well. So I've had it for years, um, EDS and the dysautonomia. Dysautonomia I've known about the MCAS and the EDS I didn't know about until last year. Um, but some of them that we'll do is the brace counterbalance forward momentum pool, um, retrieve meds, uh, pick things up for me that I drop. Um, those are the big ones for me, but we have a whole list of them. So I like the deep pressure therapy. And like I said, Django's really good at it. If we come home from going out to eat and having a big, big meal, right? And I'm not feeling good, I might lay on the bed and he will come up and he will lie across my stomach to help again with that. Uh, we went out to eat, Karen and Rich and I, and then Holstein and Django, we go out to the Mexican place that we'd gone to after our service dog school here. Um, this was, I think, over the summer. And uh, after we were done eating, Django tries to curl up into my lap. Because <laughs> he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows that after I eat, like, that's one of the things he does is to help um, so blood doesn't pool in my stomach, um, which leads to more passing out because the blood isn't where it's supposed to be. It's in my stomach. Um, but like I said, sometimes you don't know. So I didn't know why I liked the deep pressure therapy, just that I really liked it. Uh, and then once Dr. Trevina told me that, I'm like, oh, okay. Makes sense to me. Um, Shira says that'd be good. In the next year, she needs to train Aiden's successor. Yeah. So um, Gypsy, when we were in um, Missouri for Silver School a few weeks ago with Rich, and I had Gypsy Monday. Well, we got there Saturday. So Saturday... Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then she was so tired Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. She was like freaking exhausted. Well, she's used to doing one third of the work because of Candy and Django, especially Django. Django's always willing to work. And Gypsy had to do all of it. And she was just done. And I felt so bad for her. Um, you know, she she was just exhausted. But, you know, I'd get her, her food out to, to work her at night. And she was so happy to work. And then she was just done the whole rest of the time. But, um, but yeah, so we, uh, like I said, sometimes I know I know it helps and I don't know why. Um, but it's nice to, to have that and to know, know the difference. <clears throat> so, like I said, I do apologize for, for starting late. If you guys have any other comments or questions, go ahead. Now is the time. Because we're getting ready to sign off before the rain start. Because I am outside go in see what they want to do for dinner see what gypsy wants to do for dinner right gypsy hi flips um but yeah we started late because uh hades hades is gone for a month i love that dog he is wonderful he is a super dog uh and uh and so she'll get to spend a month so um his owner does the um broadway touring um production of frozen how cool is that right so she just told me, yeah, they plan on coming to Orlando next year. So I cannot wait to go see them next year. Um, I love all things Disney. Uh, we just watched Frozen 2. It's on um, Disney Plus if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it is. It was super. It was really good. There were a lot of musical numbers in there. But, uh, but really, really super good. And then, uh, good. What is today? Tuesday. So yeah, we've got Wednesday and Thursday. Tomorrow we find out about Lucy. And we uh, see what happens, see what this week brings. We are still operational on um, Dream Dogs. We're still training dogs. We've got a few in for um, board and train. We have um, our online courses at learn, L-E-A-R-N, learn.dreamk9, that's a letter K, the number nine, dot com. Learn.dreamk9.com. Or if you go to dreamk9, D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number nine, dot com. 
um, you can get access to it from there. So we have our online school and we also do video sessions. I've been doing video sessions for a few years now, just because we work with people all over the country with the service dog stuff, but we also do pet stuff. We do puppy stuff. Um, we do behavior modification. We handle aggression cases. Um, it's just our niche is service dogs because we're in a unique position to offer that. Uh, Jennifer says, thank you for all the information. You're welcome. And Anne asks, this is a great question. What is the weight and height for guide and counterbalance? I'm sure you guys have seen the beautiful memes, the beautiful infographics. I guess they're not memes. The beautiful infographics with it should be 40% to 60% of your weight and height. That's bullshit. Okay. Not that I'm going to use a chihuahua for either of them, but say you need a dog who's 60 pounds and you end up with a dog who's 50 pounds. You don't make the dog 10 pounds fatter in order to make him okay as your service dog. Okay. Um, Gypsy is, I think she's 22 and a half inches. Arrow, my last Malinois was 24. Candy's 25 and Django, I actually have to measure him. Ah, he's got to be at least 27 or 28 inches. Django's a big boy. And that's why I went with a male. But I usually don't have, I need to see it. I'm usually not going to say, oh, that's good or that's bad, just based on breed, unless it's a chihuahua type of thing. But if you're going to do brace and guide work, or counterbalance and guide work, so guide, you might maybe use one a little bit smaller. Like, there's a reason that most of the organizations use labs and goldens. I would go for one at least 60 pounds. Um, now, candy, candy is under 60 pounds. She's like 58 to 62, depending on how fat she is. Okay, so she can be 58 pounds, but I just told you she does counterbalance guide and mobility, and I am not twice that, okay? How does that work then? Because I am very conscientious of the amount of weight I put on her. So if he's 23 at the withers and 50 pounds, um, she's a healer bloodhound mix. So yeah, what I tell people, and this is my answer to this, is ask your vet for clearance. Tell your vet what you're expecting to do with them um, for guide and counterbalance, and let your vet tell you yes or no. Because then liability's off of me. <laughs> um, you know, you want to have hips tested, you want to have elbows tested, you want to have all health testing done, okay? And then you can get started with that. Even if it's under two years old, that's the prelims. So... Gypsy had her prelims done. She was 22 months old instead of 24 months old. But Gypsy's too short for um, for that, so she doesn't do she doesn't do anything in a harness. Um, but Candy and Django both have their own harnesses. And yes, I know Django. I told you he's 13 months old, and he has a harness. And yes, we are starting him with it. Because when do you start training it? You don't start training it when they're two years old. That's when the dogs get placed. People, they get placed at two years old. If you know what you're doing and you are working with a professional trainer who is experienced with this, you can get them started earlier than that. You just want to make sure that their growth plates have closed and that you're very conscientious of what you are doing with them at all times and you're not asking them to do more than what they can handle. Okay? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And when do their growth plates close? Anywhere from a year to two. It depends on the size of the dog. It depends on the breed. It depends on everything else. So what do you do? You take them to the vet. You get them x-ray and you see if the growth plates are closed yet. And if not, then whenever you get them done in a month or two, see what the vet has to say, then you'll know how the growth plates are then too. Right? Maybe you can judge a little bit and see. Now the giant dogs like Mastiffs and Great Danes, you're talking closer to two. The smaller dogs, you're talking closer to one. 
when their growth plates have closed, they're done growing. Okay, which is why too, but some mastiffs might be over three, two years old. It might be closer to three before they're done growing. And Great Danes as well. And this is why I don't use, like to use mastiffs and Great Danes as service dogs. You know, like it takes too long for them to be ready for it. And then they have to retire early and they're guardian breeds. Yeah, I know Dobermans and Malinois are guardian breeds too. Well, Malinois is technically a herding breed. But like you have to be smart. Go with the golden people. Go with a golden, a lab, a poodle, or a mix of one of those three. And not a chocolate lab. Go with a yellow lab, preferably, or a black lab. Yellow labs, black labs. Poodles. Golden retrievers. From a good breeder. Who does health testing who does temperament testing and picks the right dog for you see it is difficult to get someone who knows what they're doing to set you up for success it's a pain in the butt really is um jackie says my internet's down i'll catch this later jackie okay and ann says thank you sophie was okayed by the vet and orthopedic vet but i have been yelled at over by other handlers and other handlers don't know what the heck they're talking about other handlers right and that's why I don't really get involved in the service dog community. I do my own thing. And when I get, oh, I can't believe you're using an e-collar and a prong collar on a service dog. The hell, I'm not going to use an e-collar and a prong collar on a service dog. They have to be off-leash reliable. They have to be. I have to be able to, not that I will do it, but I would have to be able to walk a dog off-leash through the crowdedest Disney park and have that dog right at my side paying attention to me all the time. I have to be able to, what if I had to drop the leash because I did pass out or whatever happened? I have a diabetic low so bad I went into diabetic coma at Magic Kingdom. What would that dog do? Is that dog going to tear off and try to escape? No, I hope not. God, it better not. But if your vet and an orthopedic vet have both okayed that, do it. And if the people are yelling at you about it, girl, block them. F them. They don't need you. Um, they don't know things. They think they know things. It's ridiculous. I just saw... Um, I'm in some different service dog groups, and some of them I just, they drive me nuts. But it was saying, oh, don't look at my dog. But the vest had all this writing crap on it. Like, it would take me a while to have to read all this stuff, and I'm a pretty fast reader. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it like, don't look at my dog, but I'm going to tell you my whole life story written on the vest. Stop it. Or the people who are putting the vests on these super young pups, I do that. You know, what about the ones who do, um, they have a $500 boldly designed harness on their dog. Who's not even a year old doing the stuff with them. Mm, I wouldn't. Why? Because the dog's going to be growing, right? He's going to be growing. I'm not, no, 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 no. No, if you want to get him started with harness work, cause you prefer a harness over a vest, go for it. I'm in Florida. It's hot here. Most of the year, I'm going to go as light as possible on my dog. You know, however, I really like pockets and embroidery. Those are my, I love pockets and embroidery. So yeah, yeah, Anjanette says, me too, they're ridiculous. Yeah, people are. I can't tell you how many people, like I said, not only the prongs and the e-collars, but that prong collar is too low. Oh my God, I can't believe that prong collar is so low. The prong collar needs to be high and tight and digging into the dog's neck. Oh, F you, knock it off. I can't believe you use an e-collar. I actually got that. I got an email about that the other day. Vicky's rant time, right? And it was uh, maybe a month or so ago. And it was, I see you train me popo and that you train service dogs. I'm interested in, in service dog training. Do you use e-collars? Because knee popo seems like it uses e-collars. And the stupid person was stupid enough to use their actual email address 
which looked a little funny and it was a Yahoo one and there's not a lot of people anymore who use Yahoo I'm sorry if you do but most people are Gmail right Gmail's the hot one now okay so I, I search the email yeah she's a dog trainer somewhere I think around Florida area she's a dog trainer ask me this stuff why would a dog trainer reach out to me and ask that and not say I'm a dog trainer I'm just curious do you do this so as I look at her website she's purely positive and she trains purely positive service dogs baloney baloney you know how many top reps it takes per command to get reliability on a positive only training system you're talking four to six thousand reps say you do a hundred reps a day which is a lot of reps a day right you're still talking 500 days to get that number of reps in right or 50 days you're talking a whole bunch of days 100 reps a day yeah 50 50 days okay so you're talking two months of training 100 reps a day which is very boring for the dog to do that you know how much i can do in an epopo system hmm about 500 or under probably closer to 300 reps guess who's going to have a better trained dog because i'm not spending 10 times the amount of time training my dog on the same command which means i can train new commands i can train 10 commands before your command is good i can train 10 commands or i can train one command really 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 good right and most positive only people don't do positive only training the right way okay um they don't remove the food they remove the treats when the dog's done but they'll still give the dog the food no if you're doing food you have to remove the food and good positive reinforcement is actually negative reinforcement because you're removing the pains of hunger if you're removing the pains of hunger that is negative reinforcement um jennifer says oh, jennifer you're joining my bitch session i love you jennifer says i don't get why people say don't make noises at my dog it distracts them well mine's trying to ignore that i thought they all were you know how many times i say that jennifer all the time you cannot make other people help you or not help you train your dog you can only use them as a distraction when it comes to training your dog so that's it exactly if my dog's gonna look at you then i haven't done my job right as a trainer and i need to get my button gear and it might be that it wasn't an issue until now but now i know that there's an issue and now we will work on this don't make noises to distract my dog baloney you cannot control what i do right um so yeah yeah you need to have that you need to to have your dog trained that's why i do kissy sounds means look at me so if somebody else does kissy sounds that means look at me not look at them and if they look at them there's a correction involved with that yes there most certainly is what am i going to do don't look at don't make kissy noises at my dog no baloney they make kissy noises my dog looks at me that's going to piss them off more which makes me happy um and says we started prong work in november and so if he gets all excited when i pick it up yep well here's the other thing with that too and i have eds which is ehlers danlos syndrome my shoulder bothered me my least shoulder my left shoulder was bad for a year why was it bad for a year it was bad for a year because i was at a workshop and a dog pulled it and it was so meh I didn't even acknowledge that the dog had pulled my shoulder. All I know is the next day after the workshop, my, I couldn't move my shoulder. It was bad for a year before my doctor was able to help me with it. And what did he do? He sent me to physical therapy for six weeks and they wanted to continue. I got sick, so I had to take a month off and it was good for a month and then it was bad again. So I had to reach out online and try to find something that would help because I had been in pain now for close to a year and a half. And it turns out one of my clients does 
rehab stuff and knew about the kinesio tape. So she offered to come out and tape my shoulder up. That's what fixed it. That's what enabled it to be in the right position instead of the wrong position and fix itself. So she showed Rich how to do it. So Rich knows how to tape up my shoulder. So when it's bad, Rich can tape up my shoulder. I tape up my knees. Now with the wheelchair, it's better. But <clears throat> what does this have to do with why I use a prong collar? Because I can't have a dog pull my shoulder out of joint and I'm bad for a year and a half again. It can't happen again. So will I use a prong collar to save my joints? You betcha I will. You know what? I deal with a lot of people who have POTS and dysautonomia and EDS and MCAS. They need that as much as I need that. It doesn't mean that they're bad people because they use a prong collar. It means they cannot hurt their joints. It can put them out of commission for a good long time. Their joints sublux, like that's not good. Why do all of them have to be off leash trained? Because a dog has to be, a service dog has to be on leash. There are leash laws. They do apply to service dogs. Unless the dog is doing a task where he needs to be off leash. This is not... My dog's working as a service dog and he must be off leash because I pass out and I never know when I'm going to pass out. So he's just off leash all the time. No. Oh, hell's to the no. Stop it. That's, that's baloney. No, 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 no. That's, that's is taking advantage. That is going to get you called out. And for the love of God, if your dog comes up to my dog while my dog's working, I will kick your dog for a field goal. You do not do that. And you do not use your disability as an excuse for poor behavior. God, that was hard on me, right? That was a rant. But what you need to do is they need to be off leash trained. So say, see, I just, I can't reach that. And it's a little too far because it rolled away. Um, I could either let go of her leash and she can go and get it. Or maybe put her on a flexi leash. Ah, see, there is reason for flexi leads. And she can go and get it. Or what if I do have to unleash her and she goes and gets it? Well, I have an e-collar on as a backup. Not only that, but when I give a correction to a dog, because they're going to get corrections. You get corrections, don't you? Right? You get corrections. I get corrections. Um, when you're speeding, there could be a correction there if a cop gets you. Um, but there's corrections for everything. If I eat the wrong thing and I'm in the bathroom for hours, I'm not going to be eating that again, which is why I'm never going back to the Mexican restaurant up the road that um, we went to um, during service dog school because it made me so sick. And it could have been the guacamole. Don't know, but I'm not chancing it because it was such a deterrent for me and it was so fast of a deterrent for me. Um, but I can, I don't want to do a prong collar correction out in public with, with the service dog because you don't know who's videotaping you, especially when we do Universal and Disney. E-collar. You know, you could do a much nicer correction that way, much easier correction that way, much more subtle correction that way. So, yeah, so I like e-collars for training them out in public. And then, you know what, as they're walking along, you know, here's the dog, here's me, like they're walking along and they do one of these rubbernecking things. You tap the e-collar in their back because they know what it is ahead of time. Um, Rhonda, I love you, Rhonda. I haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing good, Rhonda. Um, says, thank you so much. I had a total shoulder replacement. And someone told me how barbaric it was. That was the only way I could work with Jasper Herdobi. Yeah, exactly. And people, so Rhonda's over by Gainesville. And Gainesville's very granola crunchy. And it's so nice to not be there anymore. You know? Uh, no one cares what I use out here. And I'll sometimes get comments. You know what? I don't get as many comments when I'm in my wheelchair. <laughs> but I'll, I'll sometimes get comments. Now, with the golden, you can't see it as much. Um, candy, I have a black one. I have a black one for Django too. You know, like they work. Um, but it's nice because I, 
I don't want to have to deal with that. And so what I tell people is if you do deal with that, if you're in a granola crunchy area, have them put a bandana on or tell people to F off and mind their own business, right? Depends on you. I know what my sister would do, <laughs> but I'm nice and I don't think I would do that. Um, especially it depends on if I'm wearing dream dogs gear or not. Um, Nicole says, but a service star should be trained well enough not to pull. Uh, totally. Yeah, they should be trained enough not to pull. But if I'm going to start working them as a puppy at mm, six months old, a year old, whatever, it's going to become part of their normal gear also. And it could just be because they're still dogs. So what I ask people is, have you ever had a speeding ticket? But, you know, you've been driving since you were 16. Wouldn't you consider yourself a professional if you've been driving for 20 years? Mm -hmm. So how'd you get the speeding ticket if you're a professional? So there's still dogs. They could still get distracted. You know, I don't want to chance it. I don't. And if it becomes part of their normal gear, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm fine with them wearing a prong collar for life. I don't care. They can wear an e-collar for life too if they need to. Personally, my personal dogs, they shouldn't need it. They shouldn't need it to listen. But I might have it on them just because it's part of their normal working gear. Um, and, you know, uh, it depends too on what, oh, what the purely positive crowd says. I've worked my dog in prong and e-collar. I know you do, Nicole. But yeah, so, so that's, a service dog should be trained well enough not to pull. But like I said, there's always those distractions. And if it becomes part of their working gear, it could be part of their working gear. I'm not going to criticize them for it. Um, and most of them love it. And most of the pawsies turn out sucky dogs anyway. They can't do anything. Michelle says, my dog, my rules, right? Prong collars are fine. Power steering for Holstein Karen. I'm going to share your awesome Holstein story with that. So one of the things... If you guys are interested in going to Silver School, that you'll learn in Silver School is uh, the two main types of collars, right? Prong collars and um, choke chains, slip leads, right? And what each of them are used for. So if you have a dog who is fearful or aggressive, a dog who needs calming, you want to use a choke chain, a slip chain, right? If you have a dog that you need to activate him to get him a little more excited to, to bring up some drive in him kind of thing, not the right words, but I'm going on an hour and a half now and my brain's fried, you would use a prong collar. So Holstein, if you guys have seen Holstein, he's very mellow dog. He's very mellow yellow. And um, I'm a common here I go type of dog, right? Uh, why would you use a prong collar on that beautiful boy? And he's older too. It's the fine tuning, it's the power steering, it's part what no, he knows that it's working time because it's part of his working gear. And because sometimes he needs, he needs a little more energy going there. So what else would you use? You're not gonna use a choke chain on him. He doesn't need to calm down. He's calm enough already, right? You can use the other thing though. And which is why when we have aggressive dogs who come in, they don't get prong collars. They get slip leads. You know, nervous, fearful dogs, they get slip leads. They don't get prong collars. Slip leads, you know, yeah. Uh, prong collars are fine, power steering. And then Anne says, I look at it this way. The dogs, they will make mistakes. They aren't robots. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, the more myelin is wrapped around walking nicely, the better it is. Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Took me a minute to read that. And I'm like, what is she talking about? So that was from Michelle. Yeah, exactly. So even if they turn and look, mm -mm, no. Like, if your health is on the line, you, you can't. And I'm not going to say two. So here's one of the reasons why I use um, 
I use prongs on my own dogs when I'm working, you know, your dogs, is I don't want it to be, well, my dogs are trained and perfect and your dogs suck. So your dog needs a prong collar, my dogs are perfect. If you're gonna preach it, you better do it. And I preach prong collars, so I'm gonna do prong collars. I'm gonna preach e-collars, I'm gonna use e-collars. I'm not going to say, it's only for you because your dog's terrible. My dogs are perfect. And it might not be two, it might be a little bit older, but they better be at the point where they don't need to have a prong collar and an e-collar. And how I usually fade that is I'll do prong collar, e-collar, prong collar, e-collar, prong collar, um, or I'm sorry, e-collar slip lead. Do that for a bit, maybe e-collar flat or martingale. I'm usually I'll do a slip lead just because I can put that over their head um, easily. Oops, forgot my e-collar. Uh, I don't know how many times we've been out and I forgot my e-collar for Gypsy. And all I have in the car is a slip lead. You know, it works. I don't usually have a flat collar on her. Um, I have a couple of them for her and they're beautiful, but I don't usually, you know, have her on that all the time. I don't. Um, the only one she usually wears is her flea collar. Um, Nicole says, I just started taking an online group class to learn the Keeler method. Started long line work today. I haven't used choke, choke chain in years. Dusting one up from the back of my training box. <laughs> That's awesome, Nicole. I'm anxious to see it. Is that the one with Tony um, that you're doing or is that somebody else's? Because uh, Rich is wanting to do the Tony one, but he hasn't done that one yet. So with, um, with me, why I don't use choke chains a lot, and this is for so stupid of a reason, I don't use choke chains a lot because I can never get them to fit right. I order them, and it says to measure your dog's neck and add two inches, and I never get them in the right size. Now I've had of enough that, like, I have enough of good ones. I have some dominant dog collars and the slip leads, but that's why I usually use a slip lead. But when I'm using my um, hands-free leash, which, oh, by the way, Hope has some amazing hands-free leashes if you want to order them. Biothane, I can get you the link. Um, one of our friends makes them and then she donates money to Hope every time she sells one. So you're helping Hope whenever you buy it. Um, and you can get them in different colors too. But uh, I like that. So that's one of the reasons why Gypsy's back on a prong is because it's easier to attach that to a prong than to Hope I have a dominant dog collar that fits just her. You know, she has, all my dogs have their own prongs. Uh, Mark Connolly. Oh, that's interesting. Let me know how that goes, Nicole. Because like I said, I know Rich is interested. Um, Anne says, how do we stop the prong from graying the white fur? It doesn't mess with her skin, just the fur. And try the Kurrigan prong collar, C-U-R-I-G-G-A-N, I wanna say. It's copper, looky one. It's expensive, I think it's around $50. I don't have one. They look cool. Um, they'd be pretty on the Malinois. But I think that's supposed to stop the graying of the fur. Um, but him and Candy both have black ones. And they have different colored ones too, but I think the colored ones just look, that's me making an ugly face. I don't think they look pretty. They look, I don't know, junky. I don't think they're Herm Springer and that's probably why they look funny. But um, Herm has the, the silver ones and then they have the, the black ones and they have the Kurrigan ones. And I think the Kurrigan ones are only available in the 3.0 and above. I don't think they have them in the 2.25, but I could be totally wrong. If you do Amazon for your prongs, be careful because sometimes they're not legitimate Herm Springers and that is the only brand I recommend. You might have to go to Learberg, L-E-E-R-B-E-R-G, B-U-R-G, B-U-R-G, for um, Learberg for prong collars um, or maybe Bridgeport equipment for prong collars to get um, actual Herm Springer ones if you're in the US, okay? Any other questions, guys? 
because the sun is starting to set and I'm gonna be heading in. Okay, how long have I been going? Ah, an hour and 23 minutes, I'm awesome. So next week, don't know where I'm gonna be next week. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be doing a Facebook Live. However, I'll tell you what our next thing is that we're gonna be doing is this Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on, just like you watch me here, we're gonna be doing another online group class and hopefully we'll have some videos in the meantime as well. But we're gonna be doing an online group class and we're going to, girl, um, we're gonna cover stuff. So if you have anything that you'd like to see us cover in our online group class, let me know. I heard there were some issues with sound and with shaky stuff. So Karen has a GoPro and a Sony camera thing. Um, if I can get those to like stream and record type of thing at the same time. If not, we'll try to use the phone and see what else we can do. But I need to look into those a little bit more. So if anyone has a GoPro, please reach out to me um, because I do have some questions about how to use it. And I don't wanna just watch stupid YouTube people tell me about it. So um, Springfield, Missouri is where Ann is. Thank you so much, I'm in Spring. So Jackie is out in Seymour area in that we're scheduled to go to Gold School for the next two weeks and I'd really like to go. It is in the middle of Amish country. It is pretty isolated out there. There's a pretty decent place out there to ride out the apocalypse, you know? Uh, and Rich and Luke would be staying here, and Karen and I and Django and Holstein would be heading out there. So that's what we're looking at doing. And actually, when Shane came and picked up Hades, she brought me a giant Sam's Club size thing of Lysol wipes, because that is the one thing I did not have. So yay. Jennifer says we'll be there, and I shared about it on my Small Dog Training Facebook group. Thank you, Jennifer. So yeah, if we're in the car or if we're there, I've already told Karen we need to stop and do a, a 10 o'clock video on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which would be 9 Central if we're in Central, or 8 Mountain or 7 Pacific. I did have somebody say that it was too early in the morning for Pacific, and I'm like, nobody's working. Get up at 7, train your dog, and go back to sleep. Um, or watch it in the replay, so you can go back and watch it in the replay. Um, Rich brought me dogs. Luke was the one who was doing the recording and reading things and I was the one working dogs. So that was good. And then, uh, we'll probably, since we're driving out to Missouri, we'll grab a tripod and, uh, and be able to set that up that way. So that'll make it easier too, but I'll make Karen hold it maybe, or I'll do something like this, but I can't do something like this and work a dog. So tripod or Karen. And then we should be able to do it the following weekend is Easter weekend and we'll still be there. And then the next weekend, it should be the weekend that we're heading home. So for the next three weeks, it'll be me and Karen, um, which will be fun. It'll be um, for the Saturday stuff. So uh, I don't do this whenever we have gold school or silver school though on Tuesday nights, just cause it's too much. We're mentally exhausted by the time it rolls around. So I can't, probably won't be here next week, but you will know, okay? Um, and then we'll try to do some other stuff too, depending since her and I both will have dogs. Um, we like to work them. Okay. So I will catch you guys later. Take care, protect yourself, stay in, wash your hands, sneeze in your elbows, not in other people's elbows. That's a little bit gross. Um, work your dog, work your dog and work your dog. Okay. Bye guys. Take care.